First Podcast, where we indeed go first. I'm your host, Anna. Come on, let's go. Welcome back to the Go First Podcast. I am so excited, like actually really excited to be here with you today because I have a very special guest with me today and I'm actually looking at her as I speak to you. So she is my client, my coaching client for over three years now. And her name is Anna-Marie Koutrogides. And I thought that it would be a fantastic opportunity for us to have a conversation on the podcast, really because I want to shed some light into what is coaching? How do clients experience coaching? And what are some of the interesting things that have emerged for her in our coaching process? And just before we get into the conversation, I want to share with you as well that uh, we haven't really prepared for this conversation. I said to Anna-Marie that I'd like to hear about your process, your insights, your shifts, but we have not prepared any specific questions because I believe in the power of presence and whatever needs to arise in this moment that we are together will be shared in this conversation so therefore I don't want to follow a certain structure because then something important might be left unsaid something that someone out there needs to hear and secondly I also want to say that both of us have actually come to the conversation today straight from other things and it's been a very full day so it's um, interesting to be here when both of us were saying, well, I didn't meditate, I didn't have time to get present, but here we are. And I believe that it is exactly as it's supposed to be. So with this long introduction, um, I just want to say hello to Anna-Marie Kotrokides and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Anna. <laughs> and I'm so happy and excited to be here. Totally excited. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here because indeed we have worked together for such a long time and you uh, have become someone that I know really well. So I, I thought that where we could start is by sharing a short summary of the last three years. So if we think about your journey when we first met, where were you and where are you now? And a few of the key highlights that have happened uh, on your journey, I thought that would be helpful so that people can have a bit of context of who you are and what your journey has been like. Yes. Oh, luckily, we don't have to start from my childhood, <laughs> but we go away back. Yeah. You know, it's funny, actually, that now that I think about about the past like three and a half years uh, it's not that easy to remember anymore but uh, but well what happened is that uh, I think it was December in 2019 when I bumped into your post at LinkedIn and uh, I thought that you would be some somebody that I would like to talk to and that's how it started um um during that, that year something big happened in my professional life i thought that i would be uh, working for my previous employer until the uh, retirement that was my plan and then all of a sudden something happened and uh, i had to choose differently and i jumped uh, off the let's say that career path and i was in the middle of not knowing at all who I was, because sometimes we are very fixated with our professional identity. We have friends from work and, and uh, once we leave, uh, we have to start thinking about who am I? And uh, that was the point where we met. Uh, I needed some uh, confidence and clarity about the future. And luckily, I remember you had the program with that name. I think it was uh, Confidence and Clarity Accelerator or something like that, wasn't it? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. 
So, uh, so I, I spoke with you and I decided that, yes, Anna is a sensible person. And I think that uh, we had a good sort of uh, personal chemistry because that, I think, when we talk about coaching is very, very important. Uh, I appreciate, I totally appreciate all the coaches in the world. But at the same time, I know that not everybody is for everyone. So uh, that uh, first sort of three-month uh, training was a good way to understand that. Uh, indeed, I thought that you would be a person that could help me in the future as well. And after that, yeah. <laughs> and after that, you went on your journey, and uh, yeah. just to briefly highlight some of the experiments and experiences you've had with work and studies, I th I think that would be helpful for the audience to hear because so many of us are searching for our path and, and exploring different things. Yeah. At the beginning, uh, you were helping me a lot with uh, the uh, job search, you know, and not an easy thing to do once you have worked somewhere for 18 years and you don't even know what the modern type of CVs are like. But uh, of course, this was not the case that we were talking about. It was more about uh, finding who I was. But yes, I actually started studying first uh, service design. And then afterwards, I actually enrolled in the back to the university to study for master of technology degree. And uh, I also became an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> to start with I have my own company still of course now it's in the drawer as we say waiting for the future maybe <laughs> but yes I, I worked as a service designer and and then I found uh, employment with Sophiegate and this was actually also true with could I say your help but the true you because I met uh, another uh, person who was uh, within the circle of friends or women that uh, we talked with and, and uh, then with Anne uh, I got interested in uh, Sophiegate and I, I said to her that let's talk <laughs> how is how it to work at Sophiegate and after a month I actually had um, an offer from them and it's now over a year that I'm there I jumped into the consulting world and it's totally different from like in-house working for for in-house somewhere. Yeah, so just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the, the, the short summary, sweet one. And just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know Sophie Gate, it's a consulting house that focuses on IT in particular and delivering IT programs, right? No, actually, oh yeah. Gosh. That also. Okay. I'm like, oh my <laughs> but, gosh. But, I, but I think that the main thing with Sophicate is that it's a business technology company. So yes. that we combine Correct. business and the technology side. Correct. And, and uh, my passion is to do the design work, you know, to see what the, are the needs of the business. And then we can decide about the technology. So yeah. I, I that's a big different maybe it's a big difference see my consulting had this from the early 2000s so <laughs> a lot <laughs> has changed in the world of technology since then so thank you for this summary and just to pick something uh, from there that I feel like addressing and by the way this conversation is not to boost my coaching credentials or or coaching uh, coaching ego by any many means but what you said about that chemistry between the coachy coach and coachee is really important and I find that in this type of transformational coaching that I do which is change from the inside out it's really important that there is chemistry and the relationship is built on integrity and trust because we are talking, sometimes we are talking about such deep, intimate things. And my clients need to be open and willing to be honest in the session. So if we're not honest, we cannot make the progress we desire. So the chemistry piece is real and really important. So I, I believe there is a coach for everyone. But sometimes it's good to shop around and talk to people and test to find your own match. And I just wanted to highlight that. 
So, you know, I'm going to um, do a big leap into a, 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 into a question uh, that might be quite difficult to answer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if you look back on this transformation, like you've certainly had a transformation. Uh, I know being uh, walking that path with you. What are two or three key highlights shifts moments for you in that journey when something really changed for you either it's a realization about yourself or a different experience whatever it is like what what arises in you when I ask this question you know funnily enough I have to say this I, I, you know tears got into my eye because somehow mm-hmm. I start thinking about this journey and it's quite emotional and uh, I have to warn anybody who is listening listening that yes this uh, you have to be very honest and then a few times I have even cried during the sessions because we talk about tough things and uh, it's more about going very deep into your soul and looking for corners that uh, you don't even want to see yourself maybe but you have to in order to proceed uh, thinking about the journey and some moments, there is one moment that I remember very clearly. Um, I remember that you always used to tell me that it's th- there is a difference between sort of hearing the words and then truly understanding and experiencing something. You know, it's like this learning that in Finnish we say hauki on kala, which course you know <laughs> I don't even know what how is in English but <laughs> something but but you can repeat things and not understand anything but uh, one morning because then uh, at the beginning when I jumped off the career wagon so to say I, I didn't have a very strong morning routine and uh, uh Maybe I was just tired, you know, after working for so many years and going through this experience. And then I decided that I need a routine, you know, to start my morning strong. And I found uh, meditation. And uh, during my studies, one day I had to go and take an oral exam. (laughs) And for some reason, I didn't have time to read. Oh, I don't know. It just happened that I was not very prepared. And that morning I was sitting on the ground after my sort of meditation and yoga. And I was thinking about the day ahead. And I was thinking that, oh, my God, you know, I don't know what, uh, how, how am I going to survive? And then I remembered something that you had said to me before that, for example, if you um, want to do a keynote, you might be scared, but excitement and uh, being afraid are very close to each other as feelings. And then I said, okay, let's try this. Uh, uh, how can I get excited about this exam? <laughs> and how can I get excited about the day? And I started visualizing in my head that I walked there. And because that was uh, after COVID, so that we had been sort of in isolation for a long time. And I said, okay, wow, I'm going to meet some people there. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And I know these things anyways. It was about marketing. So I said, okay, I have done this in the past. I know the answers. And all of a sudden, instead of being sort of, uh, in a low-key mood and sort of afraid I got excited <laughs> and I remember walking in the situation and uh, everybody else were quite frightened and it was something new we had never done this sort of oral exam before and I was like wow it's nice to be here it's nice to see you and everybody was like what happened to her you know <laughs> what what is her me- medicine so to say and uh, yeah it went very well mm. and I had uh, I had a good time and this is a memory that I keep on getting back at when there are things that I have to do that are maybe a bit frightening or scary and then I think 
in my head, I, I switched the situation around and I yeah. start thinking about it in a positive way. And, and I find that beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And is it that powerful too? Because you've had that experience. And when you've had that experience once, it stays with you forever. So indeed, that sort of uh, reading or learning or studying, we don't really know anything. We only know it as we experience it. Thank you. That yeah. that's a that's a beautiful example. And something I'll um, share on top of that that comes to me is this sort of understanding that the style of coaching I do is transformational coaching uh, which is very different from for example performance coaching and obviously there is no right or wrong but in this type of coaching we look a bit deeper not all the time like sometimes we hang on the surface but in order to transform something we need to understand what's in the root of it and if you think about, I've, I think I've shared this example with you a few times. If we think about a soup in a bowl. So the soup in the bowl, it's this idea in transformational coaching is that we actually start to look at the bowl. We start to look at the context rather than the soup alone, the content, because the content is the drama of our lives that is constantly just happening. And the context is who we are being with what is happening. And when we look at the context, which means that we look at our beliefs, our worldviews, our thinking processes, our emotions and feelings, we start to cultivate a new level of self-awareness. And with this self-awareness, we can then start to detach from ourselves. And this is the key piece to this type of work where we actually start to understand that I am not my thoughts, we start to build this gap into our mental and, and feeling emotional processes. And when that happens, self-leadership can happen. And what you've just shared, Anna-Marie, is an illustration of that moment where you realize like, oh, okay, I can, I can notice these thoughts happening and actually now I choose something else. And this is where we start to have more choice, freedom, and leadership. And this is really at the core of the type of work that I love to do. Yeah, I think, Anna, that your work is not just about, although, of course, at the beginning, it was more about professional life, you know, with us. But I think that it changes your whole um belief system and and like you said it's from inside out it's not from outside in and the inside out is difficult because uh, we've also had some tough discussions about ego because ego is such a powerful presence within us that many times you know I, I remember I even got upset with you <laughs> sometimes let's talk about that yeah, why does she say these tough things to me, you know? Do I want to continue this? And then I'm like, okay, yes, of course I want to continue because I'm glad that you say these things to me. But it's many times we think that everything is about us. But once you actually realize that it's not about me, it's about, you know, everybody being um, being better, then then it's not about my ego. And and I I think I have a pretty strong ego that uh, does pop up every now and then but uh, I can sort of feel it coming and I can have more control of course sometimes you know we I, I'm, a, I'm a human I don't want to come here and tell a, a super human story that everything is sort of perfect definitely not but uh, it's getting easier and easier to control my ego whenever it wants to appear <laughs> and it does quite often <laughs> well I, you know i think it does for all of us and uh, thank you for sharing your ir irritation with me because obviously as a coach i'm not here to please i'm here to to find figure out how i can best serve you and sometimes mm. it is it comes through a me through means that can seem that you know it's not friendly but as i always say to my clients i come from a loving place 
So the intention is always uh, loving. And and something that you said now, um, let me just circle back to that. You said um, at the end, now it just escaped my mind. You said, what did you say after the... Um, yeah, you said about life still happens. And that's actually something that now came to me as a question is... Sometimes I, I sense that people think that when we start to do personal development, when we work on ourselves, um, the challenges in our life disappear. And then people are like, but, you know, why is all this stuff still happening? Because, you know, I'm a better person now. So what you just said kind of prompted that question. How would you answer this sort of question where someone's like, well, I've been doing personal development and my life is still you know, challenging. Uh, what's your take on that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that anybody's life is going to be perfect ever. Uh, I actually, I think I even wrote the post once about uh, uh, that perfect is not the thing that you should sort of look for, but it's the acceptance that we are unperfect or not perfect. I think that's more important than trying to sort of be perfect. But the self-development and this sort of transformation that uh, I've been going through with your help, I think what it does, it makes, you know, sometimes you can have a situation where where you actually um, intentionally can pause and think how you want to react instead of just reacting you get this sort of few moments where you realize that okay now this anger or this frustration is coming from within and then you stop and you are like hmm I can sense this coming do I want to allow it or maybe I, I don't want to allow it. Maybe I will now just breathe. I think breathing is, <laughs> you know, we all breathe, but we hardly ever think that it's actually a powerful tool to breathe even more deeply all the way through your stomach and not just, you know, <laughs> in your lungs and then you get too excited. So I've had several moments in personal and professional life where I... I have been proud of myself about getting hold of that uh, um, feeling that I don't want to bring out and uh, sort of change the behavior at that moment. And I, I think that that is something that uh, I think is uh, at the core of coaching more than trying to be perfect. For sure. And I'm I'm just looking at the... A quote from Viktor Frankl, uh, so that I get mm. it right. And uh, well, it goes something like between stimulus and response, there is a space, right? So, mm. what you've just mentioned, and in that space, that's where freedom is, that's where the choice lies. And most people take a long time before they understand it took me ages to understand that and actually the few episodes before this there's two episodes on talking about how we can have more of this choice and freedom by recognizing our triggers our somatic action uh, reactions and tendencies our our automated habituated way of reacting into certain certain stimulus and how can we actually build through neuroplasticity and practice new neural pathways of having more choice and and responding in a different way so i think you know if i were asked the question i would answer in exactly same way in terms of like the challenges are always there if i have the perception that it's a challenge it's only me who i can change it's only my mm -hmm. response that i can change and hopefully choose life keeps happening yeah, you, we we have no control about other people. Of course, Absolutely. we can always mm. help them. But of course, not everybody is ready to get help. 
And then also one thing that I've learned during these years with you is that uh, um, I tend to give, give less advice to people, you know. I prefer to listen more than start talking, you know. I think you mentioned at the beginning about this presence and this is something that... Uh, sort of sort of stuck with me from the beginning of our how well relationship if you say it like that that uh, that's one skill or I don't know way of being that I want to improve all the time you know not to lose that moment where somebody says something important and we are somewhere else it's really you know how much we spend time on the social media and and uh, our cell phones <laughs> and and i tr try to sort of reduce that time uh, and whenever i'm with my uh, even you know during the work and during uh, my off hours i, I prefer to give 100% presence and then take time for the other things separately not that it always succeeds again, um, but uh, once you pay attention to something, uh, it's easier to change. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that also is about being. How do I want to be? Do I, because I'm a grandmother, <laughs> cool grandmother, <laughs> I have to have. And, and uh, whenever I'm with Lily, you know, I don't want to give her the example that I'm on my cell phone busy there. I, I want to be there with her because children are actually also some uh, very good uh, teachers to us. Yeah, yeah, they we've spoken of... about this so many times. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they teach us so many things. Oh and my gosh, yes. this, you know, if if you're not there, plus of course. Uh, I'm quite worried about the time that all of us spend in the social media. But uh, yeah, uh, being present is, uh, it's about being. I, I like the way you write posts and uh, send uh, email uh, letters about being human beings and not human doings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that at some stage during the history, we became human doings more than yeah. human beings. And by the way, there's no nothing wrong with being a human doing, but the doing stems from being. So a good question is to ask, who is it that we are being when we are doing the doing, right? And, and uh, I think, you know, maybe it's a good reminder that the name is indeed hum, human being. It's a reminder that mm, being, what does that mean? And thank you for bringing this beautiful resonant thought about presence into this conversation because obviously that's one of the most fundamental aspects of like my my work my body of work and an important quality to cultivate for everything that we have spoken about before for sure it's like a fundamental fundamental tool and a way of being in this life so so a question that comes to me is if you um, because I feel that if we if we observe what's happening in the world now, we are talking about the shift that is happening in workforce. People are changing jobs and starting businesses, and there's like a, a lot of big shifts happening. So maybe there are people listening to this who are also awakening to their own truth and who they are uh, and what they are here to do. So if you could give, like you just said, I don't want to advise people, but now I'm like, Anna Marie, like, could you just advise people? And what are the things that now when you look back and, you know, we've been on this journey for three years, so you've had plenty of experience and insights and aha moments. What are those few things that you would say to someone who is thinking about uh, that they feel like something needs to change? Hmm. I have to sort of uh, refer to our conversation from before. And actually, yesterday I met a friend and I talked about this same thing. I mm. said that. Funny uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> private. Private sort of. 
coaching sessions nowhere. But but I, I you know, we always sort of. Uh, I think the question that you asked me is that how how do I want to spend my life? How how do I want to live instead of what the, what do I want to do? So instead of thinking. If, if you are in a point in your life that you are thinking that you should change something, then maybe it's time to stop and think about the way of life that you want to have. Um, also, sort of, uh, what happened this year is that uh, we chose that it would be really deeper inside year sort of in the coaching you, you chose deeper. <laughs> you chose that yeah I chose that but and then we proceeded and 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 one one thing that I've I've done also for, for almost four years now is that I I write this diary and write about things that I'm grateful for but this year I have been writing every morning about how do I want to be during that day you know of course like I said we are not perfect and sometimes things change and things happen and then I don't get to be the way I decide to be but I think that this is a good way of sort of thinking that I this is how I want to be seen as a human being this is the way that I want to behave and it makes it easier to behave the way that you actually decide that you're going to do. Let's say uh, um, with the present day world, it's very easy to be negative and sort of get depressed because the news are not very good and, and the world around is, us has so many things wrong that, uh, yeah, okay, we could have a long discussion about that. But still you have a choice you can decide that I'm going to look at opportunities instead of problems and I'm going to see things in a positive light. Now, of course, this is dangerous advice in a way because sometimes, you know, people get really depressed and then, you know, I don't think that it's nice if somebody says, and say, come on, you know, just be positive. I don't mean talk like that. You know, everybody has to choose or we all have to choose for ourselves. So this is not what I mean. But I do believe that, uh, was it Tony Robbins who originally said that where you focus, your energy flows. And if you look at the good things in life, your energy actually flows towards that. And you start seeing things in more positive because uh, I think that my brain has grown new pathways. <laughs> And and during these years, and it's easier to look at things in a positive light because of mm -hmm. that. But having said that, Anna, I want to add something, uh, which I learned from you as well. Too often, we also try to uh, suppress the negative feelings. You know, I might feel angry or um, agitated or, or sort of nervous or something and there was a moment uh, a few weeks back that I was quite frustrated and and I, I'd been pushing that feeling aside and then one Sunday morning I, I sat on the couch and I said now I'm really gonna feel the feeling and I sat there and I started talking to my, my husband about my feelings and uh, it helped instead of uh, pushing that feeling away, pushing it aside and, and saying that, okay, I'm going to be happy, I decided that no, now I'm not going to be happy. Now I'm really going to feel that uh, anxiousness or whatever it was. And yeah, uh, that was also a, a big moment for me to realize mm -hmm. that sometimes if you feel angry, you should really sort of uh, top it up, make it 100% more. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it just cuts the. How, how would you say it? It it lasts for short, shorter time period. 
For sure, that- because ultimately emotions are energy. And I feel that's the emotional intelligence 2.0, where we leave uh, the need for our minds to be labeling feelings and emotions to be positive or negative because that's what the mind desires to always do like what's good or bad right or wrong Mm. positive or negative and just being like okay let me notice and name what is here now understanding that it is energy that wants to move and ultimately i believe that all human emotions and feelings are important because they are making us who we are it's like wouldn't we all want to have the richest experience of humanity that there is right anyways i'm gonna i'm gonna go way too deep if i continue on this track so i just want (laughs) to summarize and actually add something so the question was around how would you advise someone who is who is on uh, on the edge of uh, leaning towards a transformational edge if you like and I hear this uh, um, sort of uh, understanding of like daily practice. So your journaling yes. and having that cultivation, which obviously as a coach, I agree. What we practice, we become. Everything is a practice. We just need to be practicing intentionally. Um, and then now again, I don't, I don't know where my mind is. It is late in the afternoon. The first thing that you spoke about has completely been wiped out of my mind. It was about thinking about how you want to live. Absolutely. Of yes. In, of, uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you for reminding. And and why I actually divert to that normally is because we are so focused on like, what is it that I want to do? And we often have this sort of like, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. It's like, okay, it's a pointless thing to keep yourself in that vicious loop. Can we just change the question and change the sandbox you're playing in into a much more exciting and interesting question and way of thinking and often from this point of view the right questions the right answers come because ultimately isn't it so that we want our work and career to support our life not the other way around so the the work needs to fit in the life box (laughs) not that the life needs to then fit into the work box at least this is like how I value um, my life. And I would add, if you don't mind, I would add into your um, series of advice that if I look back on these years and I observe you, I see that you have actually followed your gut feelings or your heart. Mm. So if we look at the your, your studies, your stint as an entrepreneur and now starting with a consulting company and all of these like different experiments and explorations that you've had it's like you have had this feeling and maybe you're obviously better at articulating what that is but you've had this sort of like lean desire to lean into this direction and you have gone after that and I just wanted to highlight this because ultimately Thinking won't get us anywhere. We need to actually do stuff to figure out if this is something that we like or we don't. And in the end, I, in my opinion, we are too afraid of making the wrong choices. Whereas for me, it's like, if, if that feels like a good step now, just go for it and do it because ultimately that will take you forward, that will give you more information, that will bring you more clarity and it will keep you moving whereas thinking will just keep you here so that mm. if i if i observe you i I, th- I feel like you've definitely had that quality where you've been leaning towards these desires or gut feelings i don't know how does this resonate with you <laughs> yeah i'm laughing not because it's not like that it's exactly like that and this is also one thing that um, you know we've talked about this a lot of times but sometimes you forget. And that's why I don't feel that, like, for example, coaching can be something that, okay, I, I'll take four times of coaching and then I'm ready. Because you're never ready. And and you forget things. And then you need somebody from the outside to remind you of these things. And also, I'll add to the list, one advice is to get help. To find somebody or or a few people that actually support you. Of course, I, I've always had my family, you know, my, my husband. 
has always supported me in my decisions. Maybe not always been, or sometimes there has been moments that he would have wanted for me to choose differently. But once I have chosen, he has always been on my side and uh, uh, actually gets me very emotional. But I remember one moment, maybe after one year that we've been working on my transformation, that he said to me that uh, if you chose differently and you stayed at the company, uh, you wouldn't have been, you, you have, wouldn't have changed as a human being thoughts much better you know of course this is a difficult how can you say that somebody is better or worse but he saw my transformation as a human being to more being more present and more sort of uh, empathic even from before and thus although at the beginning we were thinking differently about my future he even he said that it was a good choice so uh, i think that uh, people can see it you know and and i definitely see if somebody is present or not because mm. once people you people can see yeah. your transformation and that's a beautifully said uh, and and so important to have support no one does it alone and uh, having support in whatever forms it comes friends and mentors and coaches um it's definitely i know on my journey as well it's it's very useful i i also just want to highlight um at, at this point when we talk about transformational coaching there are two things i want to say firstly that i have had my um moments where i've been like oh like we've been working together for quite some time like is it too long because I also feel that uh, one of the most important things for me as a coach is to build agency within my clients so that I'm not a crutch. Like they don't, ultimately they don't need me. Like they mm -hmm. don't need me for anything. They are self-sufficient. At the same time, I understand that transformational journeys, I know this from my own experience as well. It's like, it's exactly like, it's not like four sessions and then you're done, but it's a journey that has its own ebbs and flows. And, and obviously we have been working through different cadence and pace throughout these years. Mm -hmm. And now actually for the past, like last year and this year, it's been a more loose sort of cadence we've had. Uh, so that that's one thing I just want to say that uh, there's a lot of patience that is required. Like these are long journeys, but also as a coach, it's been a new territory for me to be like, okay, um, how long uh, is is mm. is uh, how how long is too long? <laughs> like what, what's Ooh. what's a good length? So that that's been one thing. And the other thing I'll say here, when you mentioned that transformation, and we've spoken about this at length now from many different angles, and I already mentioned the soup in a bowl example talking about context or content so I just want to say to anyone who was curious out there that this coaching methodology that I am trained in uh, has Robert Keegan's uh, adult development theory on the background and Keegan is a Harvard professor and has extensively researched uh, adult development and this is a very interesting theory that if you Google, you can find, he has a few books as well, although I find they are quite challenging to read because he's a professor. So they are quite uh, wordy, like it's quite laborious to read, but you can find a few articles. And I'm, I'll just say uh, to those who might be fascinated uh, or your minds might, might need this sort of nourishment is that in Keegan's theory, basically he speaks about five different stages of maturity as an adult. And unfortunately, after we enter uh, adulthood, we actually stop this sort of uh, maturation, like it becomes a voluntary choice. So after that, after uh, becoming an adult, most of us focus on external skill building. And there's nothing wrong with that, but essentially we are not building the bowl anymore. So the context is left on its own. And therefore, Keegan argues that actually most adults are in maturity level three, where they are uh, they are basically expressing a conditioned mind. And this means that there is less freedom 
to choose one's thoughts, to be aware of own thoughts, feelings, sensations, and to be able to actually guide them rather to regulate or, or even lead them to or choose them. And in, in, the, in this coaching, the tools that I use and the way I coach, the idea is to shift people towards level four. Obviously, I'm not uh, goal-oriented in such that it's not uh, it's not my choice to be like, okay, let me move my clients into level four. That's not my work because the client can only do their own work. But the idea is that we move towards greater maturation and we build and develop and nurture the context, the bowl, so that we become a more self-authoring mind, as Keegan speaks about. So I just wanted to highlight this here because I have not mentioned this before. And um, I believe it's important to understand uh, different qualities and contents that also are prevalent in coaching and understanding where I come from. So that's why when we today, when we speak about oh, I recognize my thoughts and I could sit with my feelings. I was able to not say that this was a bad feeling, but I was able just to be with what is here and presence and all these topics that are mentioned today talk exactly to these ideas of Robert Keegan. So just wanted to a quick, quick pinpoint of that um, for all of you out there who might be fascinated by that. That's oh, very interesting. interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And actually, you know, I'm th- now that uh, brought into my mind the thought that as such, we have so many things happening to us during the day. And uh, who says what is good or bad? Um, if you asked me three and a half years ago, uh, about my experience about leaving that uh, position and uh, and sort of starting all over i would have answered differently than today about mm. it being good or bad because of course at the beginning bad things feel bad until when you look at it from the distance and i mean distance of time <laughs> when when a, a few years have passed you can see that there is a sort of a, a threat, like, a, like like it was meant to be like that, that one thing led to another and then another and another. And although at, the, at that very moment when something happens, it feels like it's a random thing, I actually don't believe in random things anymore. And uh, even if tough things happen and they do happen to all of us um somehow there there is some sense in it uh, now i i don't talk about violence or wars or things like that <laughs> some things really don't make any sense but uh, let's say professionally if you have to leave a job it it might be that something better is coming up yeah yeah thank you for sharing that and uh, indeed as we learn and grow and time flies we uh, have new perspectives it's been uh, wonderful having you on the podcast I'm just um, inquiring within if there's anything else I want to say actually there's something I want to say I want to say thank you for being one of my first clients and trusting me and, and my work and being so supportive of this this style of working and also me because as much as I am supporting my clients growth it's also the other way around so my development the way I am now wouldn't be happening without my clients as well sometimes I might be learning from my clients more than they are from me so they are excellent teachers And it is uncanny what things show up in coaching sessions because sometimes they are those very things that I am working with myself in my own consciousness. So it's uh, just to say, you know, Anna-Marie, when you pop in the session and and share what's happening, I'm just like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. So I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate you. I honor you. And I am truly thrilled and privileged to see the growth uh, that I've been able to observe close by. And I am really excited what's going to unfold next because there's a lot of exciting stuff ahead. And I feel like we've just gotten started. Yes, I totally agree. And thank you. And uh, how, how would I say? Like, like you said, you never know when it's long enough. But uh, I think that even that happens as it should be. And yeah. uh, I hope that uh, whatever happens in the future, there is a connection. And I believe there will be a connection. There will be a connection. And I feel that there's a, when things uh, feel complete, we know that. If we are honest to ourselves and each other, we know when we have reached a sense of completeness. So that will happen. And as a final piece, before I forget, if anyone wants to reach out to Anna-Marie for more questions or to connect, I'm going to put her LinkedIn um, uh, address, if that's correct to say, in the show notes. So you can click that and connect with her. It's been such a delight having you on the podcast. And uh, I'm looking forward hearing how this resonates with the audience. So feel free to share and send me and Anna-Marie your comments alongside with any questions. And thank you, Anna-Marie, for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me. This was my first podcast ever so see <laughs> and, and how do you how do you think it went like how are you feeling now um i think it went well yes i would say that i i think that uh, it was very sort of uh, smooth but uh, let's hear what the people who have listened say let's see i feel all relaxed the are welcome yeah. all the comments are welcome that's how we learn and grow I feel relaxed. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you to everyone. And I'll see you soon.